Hello, and welcome to Choosing a Life of Wellness, a podcast series brought to you by Ortig Place, the wellness capital of London. In this series, thought leaders, tastemakers, and industry experts come together to discuss what it means to choose a life of wellness. Ortig Place at the Broadway is a new city culture and a contemporary wellness destination that is set to reinvigorate Westminster. Find out more by following us on Instagram at orchard.place. This morning, I'm speaking to Simon Salter, who's the founder of Dirty with his brother, Andrew. Simon, why don't you first of all tell us about the concept of Dirty so people understand mm-hmm. what it is? Well, it, it was actually almost perceived as an accident. It's never supposed to be a business. Uh, it actually came up, um, my brother and I, it was about six years ago, we experienced burnout. So over a period of time, we were building another company and it was doing re- remarkably well. It was very much successful, but we were burning the, uh, the candle from two ends almost. And we weren't really tapping into our own well-being. We weren't really thinking about our body. As much as we were becoming a CEO of a company, we weren't becoming a CEO of our own body. So we started to kind of experience a lot of uh, those chronic symptoms of sleep deprivation, anxiety, panic attacks, but with no reason and understanding why. So, you, you know, the idea of maybe to reach for an energy drink and, and keep going. And then when we were wanting to sleep, we couldn't sleep. So we were, there's this consistency of always being on. And I'm the older brother. So seeing my brother going through what he was going through, I felt I was almost a success and failure to him because as an older brother, you just want to make sure that, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. It wasn't happening that way. And um, it got to a point where Andy actually once said to me, he's like, I'm not enjoying myself. I, I don't know why I'm waking up and I can't get up. And silently, I was, I was feeling the same, but I actually wouldn't admit it to my brother. So we went to go and see our trusted source, being the doctor, which wasn't the best of ideas I felt at the time, these GPs, because this is an opinion, but I think the bandwidth is incredibly limited to what they can offer. And mostly it was a pill to make you sleep better, a pill to make you give you a bit more energy. And, and as much as they are a GP, I almost felt they were more of a, uh, a pharma agent just dishing us these pills. So we never took it, but we realized we had to do something. And we're always cautious about our well-being. Paradoxically, we're never doing anything about it because of the business. But remarkably, one day I was introduced, a friend of mine introduced me to a tea ceremony going on in West London. And of course, it'd be happy in West London of all places. But uh, we went there, we met, I was introduced to this tea master. And she was only here for about three or four weeks. And she was there presenting these, uh, these mushroom powders. I actually thought I was taking my brother for a psychedelic experience, but anything to make us just feel a bit better, allow us to kind of almost heal us uh, because we were lacking the knowledge about the body. Anyway, to cut a long story short, uh, you walk into this room, it's dim lighting. Uh, she had Palo Santo, you know, Palo Santo. Yes. It was burning and it, was, it, it almost puts the, the mind into that parasympathetic state, very calm state. You're going to a very trusted environment. And her cushions laid around her and, um, and we sat with her and she, um, she presented these mushrooms at this point, you know, again, we thought they were the magical ones, not the ones we were going to talk about. Each one of the mushrooms she presented to us had these extraordinary ancestral stories dating back to the Tao dynasty of 2000 years. And each one of these mushrooms uh, was able to support their well-being. Uh, certainly these great emperors and leaders. So there's one mushroom she presented to us, which was called reishi. And it's one of the oldest mushrooms and the most, uh, one of the most researched mushrooms in the world. The way these, she presented the mushroom to us, she put it in a powder and then steeps it in hot water and then presented it to us like a sacrament. She told us to see it, like, look at this, what I'm handing to you. Not in an aggressive way, but like she was telling us these stories. And then, so we'd receive it. And then uh, the idea was... We, you'd almost draw it to your, your mouth as, uh, as drawing from the river. 
And um, the results of it was absolutely extraordinary. Went through reishi, there was chaga, lion's mane, and cordyceps. Each one of those mushrooms is incredibly pivotal to your well-being once you understand the ancestral stories of how they were used so many thousands of years ago and why it's been lost uh, in translation. And so we drank each one of these and remarkably feeling quite good. And that quite good thing potentially was placebo, but I've never really discounted that. I think it's an important part to a process of healing in some capacity. We left the experience after two hours of being with her and took the mushrooms with us. And she gave us uh, like a two, three months supply of it. And we were so dumbfounded by this visceral feeling that we walked back home and uh, we started to basically put into our, our lifestyle. We started to have them in the morning, afternoon, before the gym, if we we're going out, after dinner before sleep. And over a couple of weeks, everything shifted. Our body was aligned. It was that homeostasis. It was that, that simple idea where, you know, no more anxiety, no more panic attacks. Sleep was on point. Um, uh, everything, you know, mentally, no more, no more brain fog. Um, how could something so healing be so, for so many years, been dismissed um, from our educational, from our, our eyes? In a sense, it was always hidden. And there's many reasons why that, but maybe not for this moment. But um, from that moment, we decided to it healed us. How many more people could be healed by these mushrooms? So we basically um, started doing salons, bringing people over to our house on a Friday and replicating what the team master, the team master did. And remarkably, they all felt better. You know, they're all in very high power positions, CEOs, a chef, a philosopher, an artist, just thinking it's off my head. And they would, um, they would message us, send us photos, send us just that thank you. It was almost a thank you. And it was an amazing offering for our friends and family. So it was that moment, 2017, that we decided we need to bring this uh, to the public domain. Um, so we started going into research and doing everything we possibly can to understand this, and uh, which is probably the moment we actually came up the name uh, Dirty. I hope it resonates with you as well. It's a very good name. It certainly makes you yeah. think. A couple of things. I guess at first everyone thinks why mushrooms, you know, when you're thinking about wellness and well-being, there's a lot of different alternatives, isn't there? And I guess maybe it is personal preference. You know, people mm-hmm. choose something that makes them feel better and, and helps them, you know, in their overall well-being. But why do you think you cho- chose mushrooms rather than juicing or other things? Was it just because the right mm-hmm. time, right place? And you've obviously now become passionate because you feel that it has mm-hmm. made you feel better. And now, it's, you know, it's become a business because it was something from a personal experience. Why mushrooms and why do you think they have this incredible sort of um, health benefits? The one thing that I was always taught was that we share around 53 to 54% uh, DNA with mushrooms. So we're more closely related to mushrooms than we are plants. And in the fruiting body of a mushroom, it's just packed full of all the nutrients and minerals, most of which would actually be deficient in. So for example, a prime example today, no, not much vitamin D around. Uh, mushrooms are the only non-mammal species that secretes vitamin D. So... The, the compounds and minerals that are within the fruity body of the mushroom are there to kind of heal and support your well-being anyway, the full spectrum of your well-being. I didn't discount the idea of juicing and other things. I just felt like there's something incredibly pinnacle with this. Uh, so, and if you look at the research over the last 25, maybe even 30 years, all the research is showing how the mushrooms in the fruiting body, when extracted to a powder form, that increases your mental focus. It suppresses anxiety. It puts the body into a very calm, parasympathetic state. Um, so the more, it, it was this consistent idea of waking up and learning something new about these mushrooms, which was exciting. And, uh, and there's still an, an amazing amount of research. We're only on the precipice. It's only about 8% of what we do know about these mushrooms. There's about 5.1 million species of fungi. It has its own kingdom. People used to think mushrooms are under the plant um, kingdom, but they're actually uh, fungi, uh, its own kingdom. So 
we've only literally only scratched the surface. So even with the mushrooms we have now and the one I'm drinking now, there's this consistent idea of so many healing properties and there's still research that needs to be uh, unearthed to prove how beneficial and why we're so closely related. To drink something that's so healing, that's so bioavailable, it gets into the circulatory system, it commences the, this idea of healing. It's something that's uh, certainly changed my life, not speaking on behalf of my brother, but I know it's changed his life as well. So when something impacts you and, um, and you and you can build something we can serve to others, it just, you kind of don't think of the other things, you just allow it just to run with this. And as we've grown, the impact of how it's affected people's lives has grown. So uh, that's why we've always stuck with mushrooms because there's still more to learn. I guess it comes down to two where, you know, wellness is not just about, you know, sort of drinking or, or eating the mushrooms. It's about what you're doing too, where you've got this sort of tribe, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it becomes also like a, a ritual where when you do have your sort of um, your tea or, mm. or your coffee or um, however you're sort of consuming it. But tell me a bit more about the tribe and how it becomes, you're, you're sort of choosing more of a life of well-being, aren't you, with, with these mushrooms as part of your daily routine? So that those who buy the mushrooms, I always felt this because principle because of what I went through. So the idea, the moment you steep into these mushrooms, it allows you to become more curious about your well-being. What more can I do to improve? And the tribe was really built out of that curiosity. What happens when you bring a community together who are very different, diverse backgrounds, and you start to kind of uh, adopt these different principles and practices that allows people to kind of either interrogate fear, uh, fear, sorry, of like going into the cold wars, which we do. Um, what happens when we do that together as a tribe? Because uh, there is this kind of idea, you know, that's how we kind of, as, as the humanity has grown, we grow as tribes. And as much as we connect with more people, I believe in one day than our ancestors would have connected in a lifetime, we still yearn for that belonging. So the tribe was almost built on this idea that we're all curious about our well-being. Okay, if that's the case, when we come together, and if I was to kind of curate these programs where we can actually do different things that em- empowers us. So the idea of the first thing we did was, uh, is we built a tribe and they basically would all come down to the lake, at, which we did today at seven o'clock. We would sit with our breath master, Jamie Clements, and he would go through these breath works to prepare us for the cold. It seems very kind of uh, back to landers because, you know, like winning the first battle and that battle being interrogating fear going into the cold, what it does to the system mentally is just phenomenal. And no one, no one wants to go into the lake. I can tell you categorically today, 100% of everyone was like trying to find an excuse. Maybe do we go just go to Serpentine Cafe and just catch up there? But it's quite amazing when you do go together and you, you, you sit silently in a very stressful situation, becoming uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. No one wants to break the circle. So we're there for like eight to 10 minutes. And when there is one, I think from what I've learned so far building this tribe, the moment we come out, the first thing we do is as part of we're freezing, but we hug each other and people don't know each other. So I believe as much as there's a success in what we're doing with dirties and mushrooms, the success really lies within the heartbeat of the community. And there's many other things we do. We do this, um, we do a breath work called deep conscious connected breath work. You put um, the tribe and they all come together. We curate the whole experience. We all come together. Jamie um, Clements commences the breath work I set the whole precedence of smell, uh, light, visuals. So we have like mushroom visuals around the room and so forth. Just really allow people to uh, unwind and step away from the concrete jungle for a minute. Even though we're in the epicenter of the concrete jungle, we have amazing music curation, live music. In one hour, everyone who's pessimistic about the situation, they, can't, they, they basically go through some of the ma- most amazing breakthroughs. The word that's consistently used is euphoric, a belonging, happiness, content traumas dispelled. For me, I always felt if we could build a community where we can actually deal with 
something that's almost hidden because it's easy to kind of hide these traumas or micro traumas. But if we can come together and 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 heal as much as we heal through the mushrooms, I think it's a very it's 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 a very lovely experience not to do it individually. And the other thing that comes out of it is we're not individual. Like we're not all going through these things individually. We realize, oh shit, we are actually, I'm experiencing what you're experiencing. And um, we just shot a video now and it's very emotional to see in a nice way how interconnected we really are. And that's what mushrooms always taught me. So it's, and my brother is the fact that as much as we drink them and we find that symbiosis with that, there's nothing different with this interconnectedness with the, uh, the tribe. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes something you're doing for, you're choosing, I suppose, a life of, of well-being, which is embraced by the mushrooms and then you yeah. have this whole dirty tribe. So I think you've probably covered off, you know, generally what the products are and the fact that you also have this breath work and the swim sessions, mm-hmm. um, which I was really interested in. And why don't you tell me sort of what's next for Dirty? Like, as mm-hmm. you said, I think you're still learning, you're still so excited about so many things. I mean, it's really perfect timing. You, isn't it? Because with the pandemic, like people are really ready to be more aware of their well being, yeah. aren't they? Couldn't be better timing, really. Where suddenly, you know, you're you're learning, but you're you're bringing more people into that community, which is where they really do need that support mm. at the moment. It's exactly that. Um, I guess in some way, leaning into community to kind of develop the, the path of where dirty goes. But we're releasing different super blends where we blend the mushrooms together with cacao or coffee really healthy organic coffee and there's a few more we're launching very shortly so it's this idea of never limiting what we're offering so we're going through that we've got a big announcement with selfridges coming up in about a week's time we've got um part i mean we're only be going for six months seven months so we have selfridges harvey nichols delsford global uh, partnership with sarah house as well and it just shows that there's this curiosity and i think people are all, who have been drinking our tea there's a lot of social noise about uh, dirty. So it's allowing us to kind of rip open these uncharted territories where they wouldn't normally sit and allow them to kind of sit there and be consumed to buy the mass. So we're also doing things like the Dirty Weekend, which is basically is, is a bigger version than the tribe. It's bringing the tribe together for these weekends where we, uh, we go to these different kind of locations and we steep within nature. And we learn about mushrooms, but we learn about our own well-being. And we, it's like a personal development experience. Um, so. Uh, there's that. We've also got dirty festivals, which will be in a couple of years. Uh, it's, it's really how many times can we use dirty and, and, and get away with that? And it's it's really about the building um, the biggest authority uh, mushroom company in the world, based on trust, based on community. Um, we have a subscription model that's consistently growing. We were in the very beginning running out of mushrooms very quickly because we didn't deter. We didn't run. We didn't know how quickly these the demand was going to arise. So um, we're in the UK now, and so the plan is we're going to go to, we ship globally, but we're going to have a presence in America, Dubai, and different European, other European territories. So someone said, don't be quick and smart, be slow and smart. But I feel we're being quick, and I believe we're being smart because we, we're listening to the heartbeat of the community. That's really the, the our trajectory at the moment. Oh, thank you. Gosh, um, you know, it's been quite a journey, and I can see we've obviously got a really great vision. Before we end the podcast, can I? I've just got a few sort of very quick, quick questions just to do with general wellness mm. that I want to ask you. You know, just give me two word, one word answer if you like. So, um, tell me, how do you define wellness? How do I define wellness? I think the idea of being conscious with your body, mentally and physically. What makes you feel happiest? Being up before the world wakes at four thirty. How do you prioritize wellness in your everyday life? I think by using this mantra of power production, like not doing too much and just doing 
prioritizing, but always prioritizing health first, health before work. Okay. How do you think people could practice and promote a more mindful life? I think finding a trusted source uh, in the area of well-being, because that's kind of hard. But once you find that trusted source, lean in and, uh, and it's trial and error. Uh, everyone's looking for different preventional approaches to improve their well-being. And there's just so much information and so much white noise. So, I mean, I have about five different guides, uh, go-to philosophers and, and wellness experts. That becomes my beacon. And finally, what do you think the future of wellness looks like? I really don't know how to answer that because I'm thinking more micro in a way that I'm looking at it. But everyone we are dealing with in, in Dirty is seeking ways to improve the betterment of their well-being. So I think there's a trajectory that's looking at preventional approaches, not stepping into ship food and looking for alternative ways to improve their yeah, physical and mental uh, well-being. Becoming more schooled because we don't think we were ever really educated about mind and body at school. Thank you so much. Well, I um, appreciate you joining me. Yeah, We're going to check back in with you and follow your journey because I think there's a lot more to talk about with mushrooms. It's mm. fascinating. As you said, like I think everyone's learning. It's just such a, a great new, um, wouldn't say trend, but good, great new way of life, isn't it? So mm. thank you. And we will speak to you soon. 